Welcome to the Your Next Best Step podcast, where it's all about real experiences, real lessons, real hurdles, and everything in between. I'm Teresa Cantley, and I'm bringing you over 20 years experience in business, leadership, and marketing to help you shift out of your corporate thinking and into being an entrepreneur so you can maximize your results, build and empower your team, and make a bigger impact. It's time to turn your ideas into innovation, and that's only the beginning. So let's get started. Well, hello and welcome back and Happy New Year. Um, I hope you enjoyed your holidays and I hope that you had a wonderful, wonderful New Year. Um, I unfortunately got COVID, so (laughs) yay me. I mean, even though I'm vaccinated and boosted and the whole thing, but it's all good. It's all good. So I have my water and I have my, um, I'm ready to go here to do the first podcast of the new year and kind of going along with, because we've all been through all kinds of crazy stuff with COVID and with shutdowns and open back ups and then shutdowns again and people getting sick and changes in how we do things and changes in business. Um, it's appropriate. <laughs> and a topic I wanted to talk about anyway, which has to do with your business culture and really what it is, because I think so many people think it's one thing and it's actually something completely different. And right now, more than ever, it is so important to understand what a business culture is and what your culture is and why it's important to probably make a lot of changes to it so that you can build a healthy environment for you, for your employees, and for your customers. So I wanted to talk about this today because it is something that a lot of people are thinking about, a lot of people are talking about, um, because of all the things that have changed. I mean, when COVID happened in early 2020, you know, it really forced us to look at things differently. And the businesses that didn't want to look at things differently and didn't want to you know, really focus on what they were doing that wasn't necessarily right um, and where they were falling short with a lot of things. Um, Those businesses that didn't want to take the downtime to look at those things and make things better are the businesses that are potentially still struggling or have even shut down, which is a, it's a a very, very scary thing. Um, I know initially I saw a number, a statistic that 100,000 businesses closed and actually that number small businesses. And that actually that number was, is, has doubled. So it's a very, very scary thing. Um, it's also even scarier to know that, um, you know, when businesses start only like when a, when a new business comes on board and a new business opens, um, it's really scary to think that only 20% of those businesses survive five years or more. And then out of those people, 20%, that's like, that's like crazy. I mean, I know, you know, the majority of people who start businesses close their doors after 18 months um, because there's a, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, But, you know, the people that survive those, those five years or more out of them, only an additional 20%, only 20% of those businesses survive 10 years. I mean, it's, it's very, very scary. And I think, again, from my experience and, and working with people, 
you know, for the for over the past decade, working with small businesses to help them build better cultures um, and really build a better ex- customer experience. It's just, it's very, um, you know, as I said, COVID really like exposed a lot of the things that, you know, businesses have been doing wrong. And in my mind, I think that culture, building that culture is one that, again, I really feel that businesses were not doing, uh, were not building healthy cultures. They were building cultures that focused more on shareholders and not stakeholders, which we're going to talk about. But before we get into that, let's talk about what really is the definition of a business culture, okay? So if we look online, if we look online, the definition of a business culture, okay, one definition is, um, let's see here, business culture refers to the set of behavioral and procedural norms that can be observed within a company, which includes its policies, procedures, ethics, values, employee behaviors, and attitudes, goals, and code of conduct, okay? So that's literally what some people actually define it as, okay? And if you take a look at that, the set of behavioral and procedural norms that can be observed within a company. So we talk about policies, procedures, ethics, values, employee behaviors, and attitudes. We think about that and then The one large topic that you hear about a lot these days, and you've heard about a lot over the past year is employee burnout, the great resignation, people being, having a very, very difficult time, um, you know, managing their, their work, their job and managing school shutdowns and and kids being sick and things that were just happening in the world. So if we look at that set of behavioral and procedural norms, okay, um, related to policies, procedures, ethics, values, et cetera, that I read, if we look at that and we look at what's happening out there in the world, you can see with employees, people struggling to hire new employees, people struggling to retain employees, okay? Plus, you hear a lot about burnout. You hear a lot about employee burnout. And again, the great resignation where people were just leaving their jobs and quitting their jobs and they had just had enough. The level of stress in the world is so high, so high, higher than it's ever been. The level of depression, the level of um, you know, mental health issues. It's so high because of COVID, particularly when it comes to the workforce. Okay. So why is it important and why do we need it? Well, we need it because guess what? (laughs) If you have happy employees, if you have employees that care about what they're doing, can understand what the vision of the business is, guess what? It's going to impact every area of your business. And one of the things that I teach in my business growth formula, which is my signature process and signature framework, is your customer experience. It's one of the, there's there's three core things you need in your business. You need the right strategy with a defined vision. You need a healthy, wealthy culture in your business. 
And the third thing that is so important is to have that customer experience. Well, people think that that customer experience starts from the outside. And the truth is it doesn't. It starts from the inside. And it starts with how your corporate culture is. All right. Because when we can be happy, healthy, wealthy from the inside, it will then push out to our connection with our vendors and our connection with our customers and our connection with our community overall. So just to give you an example, okay, Netflix has a company culture that is built around a philosophy of people over process. Okay. And what that means is it really, it has a document that, or their whole culture is spelled out to really care about their employees. Okay. And to really understand what their employees care about. And their core values, just as an example, um, are communication, curiosity, courage, passion, selflessness, innovation, inclusion, integrity, impact. Okay. So why it's important to have those clearly defined out because the clearer people are on what your values are and what you stand for and what that culture is, they're going to really know how to and learn to really fully embrace it. Okay. A business that does not have a culture a company culture. And believe me, I have worked in them. I mean, I don't want to say that doesn't have a culture because every business has a culture, but businesses that don't have a clearly defined culture and don't really buy into core values or don't completely have them set are businesses that are super empty. And you can feel it. I mean, I know one place that I worked, like as soon as you would walk in the door, it just felt very stale. People and people just the way that they would interact with each other, the way that they would, it was just very stale and very cold. And I, and I'm going to tell you, that's not a place that I want to work. Okay. So the reason we need it is because it makes it very clear as far as what the company cares about. All right. What they are striving to do. Okay. What's important to them, the future that they're trying to create. And the most important thing is, how does each employee fit into that vision? And what is their, their purpose as far as their contribution and how they are part of making that vision happen? Okay. When you don't have a clearly defined corporate culture, which I believe a lot of businesses don't, and if they do have a clearly defined corporate culture, again, the focus is on the wrong things. All right. Which is what I'm going to go into is where have businesses really failed as far as, you know, defining and creating that corporate culture that is a growth and impact culture versus a very stale and cold culture. Okay. Because I think businesses before were so focused on numbers and external results, they forgot about it takes the internal piece first. Okay. Just like the human body. If you're not feeling good on the inside, everything else on the outside is going to be reflective of it. Right. So one of the things that I think that where employees have gone wrong is number one, employees are not 
numbers. They are not just there to just punch a clock, okay, which a lot of businesses, you know, thought of. They are even, and I've heard a lot of people say this, you know, with the impact of COVID um, and things that happened where schools were shut down or um, kids, kids got sick or, you know, even employees got sick, you know, questioning whether or not they should pay an employee for time that they had to take because they already used all their time. And yes, businesses need to have boundaries and we have paid sick time and we have paid vacation time and the whole thing. Okay, fine. Like I get that. There was a law, okay, that was an extension of the FMLA that covered employees during this COVID period where if someone had to stay home, that they would make this law made sure that they would get paid a certain um, percentage of their salary if they had to stay home for COVID-related purposes. But beyond that, hearing business owners say this about employees who were super dedicated, super, you know, gave their all, even during shutdown, continue to move things forward and help to flip from live live interaction to virtual interaction to, to make a comment like that, like, well, I don't know if we should pay them. That just like blew my mind. It blew my mind. Okay. And I know I've seen, you know, particularly in bigger businesses, but it's, it happens in smaller businesses too, that employees are looked at as numbers, not as human beings. I mean, people are, it's, it's like, they just care about whether or not their, their employee is punching a time clock. Okay. I have known business owners and managers who don't even say good morning when they come in the door. They don't even, they don't know who their employees are. They don't know, know their names. You know, it's just like crazy when you think about it. Okay. But think about this without your employees, the business doesn't exist, right? Without people working there, the business, you're not going to be able to produce anything. You're not going to be able to serve customers. You're not going to, I mean, the business doesn't exist. And this is a piece where, and and this is actually another episode, some of the pitfalls that people are experiencing when they're trying to hire people right now, okay, is that employees, you need your employees just as much as or more than they need you. And I think that's what the great resignation has proven. So I think number one is not looking at employees as humans, but looking at them as numbers, okay? Not caring about the health and well-being of employees, only caring about the fact of whether or not they were getting their job done and whether or not they were producing results for the business. And that is something that absolutely needs to change. And when you have a clearly defined, healthy culture, that's not the focus. The focus ends up being what is good for the employees? How can we take care of our employees, okay, to create that healthy, wealthy culture? And when I talk about culture um, in my business growth formula, there are three things that end up happening when you have a healthy culture, okay? That is wealth for the business um, as far as uh, monetarily, monetary wealth, but also wealth as in really good connections, really good relationships, 
um, happy employees, employees that are have a very well-rounded well-being, okay, um, as well as resilience. So should we have another shutdown, your business is resilient where you are able to, everybody can kind of come together to continue the operations of the business, whether or not you are, you know, um, live or you are virtual. Okay. And then the third one is impact. They're able to impact people in a greater way. All right. In the community, um, with each other, with customers, they care about the impact that they're making. They care about the experience that they're delivering. Okay. And I like to say that when you have that healthy culture built into your business, that is extremely well-defined and people understand it, they live it. All right. The strategy is we create it. The culture is we live it and the experiences we give it. All right. So number two, um, where companies have failed is people have focused, businesses have focused more on the shareholders. And I said this in the beginning of this episode, they focus more on the shareholders than the stakeholders. They put such an emphasis. So in a bigger business, they cared about the shareholders, people who had stock in the business. All right. They cared about, we need to produce results. We need to please the board. We need to please the shareholders. We need to make it look like we're doing great. We need to make it look like we're doing successful. And we need to prove back that up with good numbers. And they forget about the stakeholders. And your most important stakeholders in a business are your employees. Because again, how are you going to make shareholders happy? How are you going to produce results? How are you going to... Um, to have that great customer experience if you don't have employees? And how are you going to be able to do all of that, even if you have employees, if you have miserable employees? That's where companies until now, all right, until COVID, that's where the restaurant industry was exposed big time for this. Care more about those top line revenue numbers. And even that the bottom line, I mean, ones that did really track and did understand their metrics, caring more about the profit, the bottom line, and just totally forgot about how can we take care of our employees? How can we make this a better environment for them that they feel really good about coming to work, right? So not focusing on the stakeholders, but focusing more on the shareholders, Okay. Focusing, they were focusing more on external results versus internal. I know, and I've talked about this many, many times over, the restaurant industry was exposed for overworking employees and underpaying them. All right. A lot of other industries, manufacturing and so many other industries, focusing on lack of benefits, focusing on lack of time, like lack of time off, focusing on being underpaid and, and, overworking. All right. Absolutely crazy to think that, you know, some of the, some of the stuff that you hear about was going on. And again, COVID exposed a lot of those industries for the things that they were doing and not, you know, shouldn't have been doing. And here's the thing is that when you can, and, and I encourage you, um, to really look at your at your company culture and just think about what is it 
that do our do our employees know and understand what we stand for? Do our employees know what our greater vision is? And when we engage with our employees, are we engaging with them as people, as human beings? Do we know their names? Do we know, you know, really anything about them? Okay. And really examining and thinking, how can we make things better? Because here's the thing. When you develop a healthier culture, everything else flows from there. Okay. Everything else, and it's, everything else flows from there. And here's the other thing. When people have knowledge about what they're doing, when people have knowledge about what the business stands for, it makes them more empowered. It makes them feel good about what they're doing and feel proud to be a part of the company. Okay. So think about what can you do to start to define your company culture and how can you then communicate that out to your employees? This is something that's so, so, so important, and it's going to become even more important as we move forward, um, you know, with everything that impacts the world. I mean, people, if they think that they can go back to the way that things were prior to COVID and, you know, do the things that they were doing prior to COVID, it's not going to happen. Okay. It's not going to, there's no use in you, you know, sticking your head in the sand and complaining that, oh, we can't hire anybody. Like we just can't hire anybody. You know, we're struggling and people just don't want to work. No, maybe you need to take a look at what you're doing and how you're presenting yourself and how you're presenting your business and say, hmm, maybe it's not them. Maybe it's something that we need to change. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, Make sure that you check uh, that if you haven't left a review, I would absolutely love um, for to hear, you know, from you and what you loved about this episode. Um, So you can go to iTunes and you can leave a review there. We are also now on Spotify. I thought we were there before, but for some reason it wasn't coming up. So you can go check out Spotify. Um, We are also on Google Play. Um, Stitcher, any place really that you can get a podcast, we are there. So check us out. I would love to hear from you to hear what resonated with you the most. Um, And I look forward to seeing you back here next week. All right. Have a great rest of your week and happy new year again.